Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I am about a week and a half out from my due date from delivering my firstborn. I'm so excited to meet Blake and I'm trying to get so many episodes uh, recorded and scheduled so that I'll be um, not leaving you guys empty-handed while I'm on maternity leave. Um, today's episode is with Anna, also known as the Lash Luminary. She just came out with this really cool tool that I think you guys will really like. It is um, website templates specifically for our industry, and she did a really good job on this project. And at the end, I'll be sharing a little discount code that she has for you guys. But this episode, we're going to be diving into why it's so important to have a website, and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you're listening, make sure to to please tag Lash Boss Radio and also Lash Luminary on Instagram. Let us know you're listening. And without further ado, here is Anna. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk about this today. Yeah, I think it's super necessary, especially in our industry. I think a lot of us um, are creative and we do have websites, but then you see a lot of people that don't, whether they're too busy or... They just don't have the background in, in that. So is, is that kind of why you decided that our industry needed a tool like this? Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of, I kind of took a weird little road to this venture. Um, it wasn't really what I was planning on doing. So it's kind of funny that I ended up here. Actually, what I was wanting to start with, I just, I feel like lash artists really wear so many hats. And um, I saw so many people who were doing like great influential things or having awesome products out there. Like, I think there are some leaders that are just contributing to our industry so much. And I was thinking a lot about like, how could I contribute? Um, I'm newer in the industry. I've been in for about two years. So it's not like I have a ton of really experience as far as like, you know, being able to educate or really have that back background to you know start a product which you know you you could but so I thought a lot about what I could offer and so um, my background is health coaching and so I kind of started by wanting to start a blog about getting started with lashes as far as like business and kind of like taking a holistic approach with just mindset and all of that so I found myself actually looking for a website and as I was doing this I came across um, this template that I really just fell in love with, but the template was for a photographer business, basically. And I was going to buy that template for like $800 and make it, you know, into my website and my blog. And I kind of just had this light bulb moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what our industry needs. Like, we all have to have a website to run, you know, a, a great business um and i just didn't really see that there was anything out there but what i had noticed in the past um but didn't really give much thought to was just how i felt a lot of artists had either no website or a website that wasn't very functional or just didn't really look as professional as i know that they probably are you know at their studio or salon or maybe it didn't like match up to really you know represent their skill level so that's kind of the journey I took. And once I got that um, that idea, I just kind of ran with it. How long did it take you um, from 
when you first had this idea to, I think you just released it like a couple of weeks ago, right? I did. Yeah. Like January or uh, December, I think 18th. So I got this idea back in uh, March. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been about an eight month process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's, like, I guess in the scheme of things, it doesn't sound like that long, but it seriously seems like I've been working on it forever mm-hmm. um, because I am also running my own, you know, lash studio and so kind of juggling both. Um, I feel like all of my free time has literally been designing and uh, strategizing for this. So about eight months, um, I got the idea And I actually thought that I was going to have to hire, you know, like a developer. And I didn't know how I was going to create the templates. I just knew that it was a good idea. So it took me a lot of research and time to actually find like a platform that I liked. And then from there, I didn't think I was actually going to be able to really do it myself. I mean, I have kind of a background. Um, I had a jewelry business back in the day, and I always had a lot of fun, like creating my own websites. And, you know, I had interest in going into UX, um, user experience design for school and things like that. But I really thought I was going to have to, you know, find somebody to do this for me. And so I kind of I couldn't really find somebody because not a lot of people are going to want to like create a template and then have you go and (laughs) sell it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so I really just took the time to learn and it really was a kind of just an evolving process. Um, that I'm just, I I felt like it was never going to happen. And here we are. So, (laughs) so these templates, um, for the websites, they're good for people who, don't currently have a website or just kind of want to maybe rebrand. So what is the process of somebody who wants to use one of these templates? Yeah, so um, I went with a platform that is super intuitive and user-friendly. So basically what would happen is you would go onto my website and you would see that I have a collection of templates and I created them to kind of evoke different moods so that they can appeal to you know a diff- somebody with a different business. Um, so once you find one that you like and that you could see yourself, um, using for yourself, um, you would basically purchase it and get a free, like, or an instant download, um, where you would then upload the template. And what's really cool about them is that they're like completely customizable. So every element that I've designed on the page, you're going to get, and then you can, you know, customize it fully. So changing the name, changing the fonts, changing the colors, um, putting in your own images. So you can really use it as simple as just like customizing the template, how it is, or you can really be creative and create your own um, whole new look. So the cool thing is that if you don't have a website, then you just put in your content. Um, and it's, I've made it really easy as like the about page, you know, services page, and you just input your own stuff there and replace what I have. Otherwise, if you already have a website, you can also kind of migrate that stuff over. Um, and then if you already have a domain, you can also change your domain to your new website, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of people don't have um, a good online presence either on their social media pages or their websites. But I feel like right now social media is getting all of the attention and we focus so much on making your Instagram pretty, but you go to someone's website 
and you see that they don't even have one. They may just have like a booking page or their website just looks very generic. Um, what are your, what do you feel like are the biggest mistakes that you see artists making as far as their websites? Yeah, I totally agree that there is this big emphasis on social media and making sure that, you know, you have this perfect, perfect aesthetic or like, you know, the right angles on your lash photos. But um, the truth is that a lot of people who are searching for your service are going to first be going to Google because that's what intuitively we do online. And we do it all the time every day. You know, we're searching for things and we're visiting websites and it's 2020 now. I mean, websites are, are pretty advanced. They're looking good. And so I think that as a business owner and as a lash artist, you should really be just like keeping yourself to that same standard of having a professional looking website, um, something that's functional and that is, that is, you know, still like in line with everything else that's that's going on. Um, the thing with social media is that it's a great way to validate. Um, it's a great way to have a client be interested in your business and then go to your Instagram to maybe check things out a little bit more. But oftentimes I think that people are trying to like get so many clients on Instagram. And if with that approach, you're really losing a, a large demographic that might not even be searching for you on there. Not to, and to mention even, you know, Instagram doesn't have really like a great search tool. So if somebody was looking for eyelash extensions in uh, Minneapolis, you know, they, they can't really search for that in Instagram, right. but they can on Google and you can really leverage yourself. So I feel like, you know, why take the risk of letting somebody else get that, um, that ideal customer, that ideal client when you could be, you know, putting yourself out there online just as well. Absolutely. And just trying to optimize like everything that you're on, not only like your Instagram, but your Facebook and um, even, you know, Twitter or Pinterest and stuff has a place too. But um, I really do think that the website often gets neglected and there's times when, so I run this page on Facebook, this uh, like lash form called lash bosses and you have to request to get into it. And a lot of times I see that the person has no indication that they're in the lash industry. So I always decline them because it's not in their bio. They don't have a website. They don't have like works at X place. Um, so I, I don't go through their page and like try to see like, is this person a lash artist? But I think like a lot of people, they just forget about all of the ways that they should be promoting themselves and they're missing out on clients because of this um, for sure. So yeah. And I think like when we think about the lifetime value of a client, it, it's in our industry. I mean, it's a big chunk of money that like you could, I mean, I've had a lot of clients that have been with me for over a year and they're spending, you know, like almost a hundred dollars on a fill every two weeks and over a year, you know, that, that really adds up. So if you are losing a client just because she couldn't find you online, like, I mean, I just think that there's a smarter way to go about it. And I think that, but I, I also, on the other hand, totally understand why some people might not be there yet, because like I said at the beginning, you know, we are all wearing so many different hats and especially with our craft, I mean, the, the 
priority at the beginning should really be like perfecting the craft and becoming really good at lashing. So it's also like one of the main reasons why I made this is because I want people to do that so that we can elevate our industry, um, but also giving them a chance so that they can, they can work on that. And then, you know, they, they have a place to go to get their website. They don't have to spend all that time learning how to build one, learning how to, navigate this whole world that has nothing to do with our actual job yeah for sure so it's it's kind of like a plug and chug for um for people that have like photos already using stock photos on a website i think is a huge no-no but um Mm -hmm. especially in an industry like this uh so they they should have some photos they should maybe have like a bio what else do you think that they should have um And how long do you think it takes somebody to create a website after choosing a template? So, yeah. So having some good photos is a great, um, a great way to kind of stand out. And I have some really awesome like galleries on there. Um, The, the platform that I use, it really like showcases photos really well, which I think is super important for a lash, um, a lash business website, because a lot of times that's going to kind of what, that's going to be what draws your client in. Um, I totally recommend, you know, getting models. I know you've probably talked about this a lot with, uh, with others and everything, but, you know, getting models, doing, taking that time to like have that, those professional looking photos, even if it's just with your iPhone or whatever, but at least like having that showcased work. Um, definitely a good bio. I think that clients really want to connect with, you know, it's all about, to me, the client experience and having that start as soon as they come onto your website. If they come onto your website and they feel welcomed and invited and they feel like they kind of get your vibe, you know, they're going to feel a lot more comfortable booking that appointment online and feeling excited about going into the studio already. But if you have something that's kind of like vague and, you know, your photos kind of are like, you know, not very professional looking or weird, they might look, you know, just because maybe you have availability or something like that, but they might be a little bit more hesitant and their client experience then is not starting off the way that you really would want it to. And, and I do this whenever I'm searching for anyone, whether it's like a doctor or an acupuncturist or something, I'm always looking at the website and I do read the bio and I do look at the photos and like try to see what the space looks like. It kind of calms any like doubts or anxiety you might have about going to a new place or starting up a new thing because some of these clients have never had extensions before and so if you have a really thorough website and it's you can see like what the check-in process is like or how to prepare for your appointment and all these things that are so valuable then you're already starting off on a good you know on a good foot with all of these potential clients Yes, absolutely. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember is like how much we rely on websites and, and searching and we, we all do it ourselves. So we kind of have to put ourselves in the client's shoes as far as like their experience. And like you said, I mean, a lot of these people have never even had lash extensions before. And I think since we like live and breathe it, that it's hard for us to even imagine what that would be like. I mean, I know for me, I've been wearing extensions myself for for years now. And so I don't even remember what it was like going into my first appointment, but I can imagine that I was kind of nervous. I didn't really know what to expect. I had no idea what they were doing. So if you can like, you know, answer and address all of those questions and 
possible worries um, on your website, then yeah, you are set up for somebody who's going to probably leave happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the name Lash Luminary, um, where did you get that from? So um, I think choosing a name for businesses, like I said, I had a jewelry business in the past too. And it's one of the hardest things I think for, for as far as like branding and it's so permanent. Um, so I thought about this a lot, a lot. Um, I have studied astrology for about eight years and I'm, I'm just very into um, like celestial kind of things. And I kind of wanted it to be something that represents that part of my uh, personality. And so um, I think it came to me, I think I was thinking about calling it like new moon lash or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it just was this, this, it came to me because um, the luminaries of astrology are the sun and the moon. And I also think a lot about um, what my purpose in life is and what, what I would like that to be. And yeah, I made a post about it yesterday that um, I would, I like to strive for my purpose to be being a light in the lives of others, whether that's people or animals or just really any living being. Mm -hmm. So the name Lash Luminary kind of just sounded good and there was nobody else that had it on. That's a big thing. I always wonder how people are going to get by in life in like 2060 when all of the names on Instagram are taken. <laughs> but, I um, but I I thought, you know, it, it kind of coincides with my business. My Lash studio is also called Lash Luminary. But um, the other definition of luminary is kind of somebody that inspires others or, or like a, a kind of an expert or an inspirational person in uh, an industry or mm-hmm. um, kind of business sector. And so I guess, you know, I would like to, to take on that role for people in this industry, like so many others are doing and just contribute in that way of kind of being the light for those who are maybe struggling with how to gain clients or, um, you know, just stand out in this industry and find their place, you know, it can kind of feel really dark, especially when you're just starting out. So, um, so that's kind of my, my hopes with it. Um, I'm looking to launch kind of a blog series and everything with, with some more of that kind of information for people. So that is how Lash Luminary came about. I love that. I love people in this industry that are so original and, um, are doing something a little bit different. And I, I like it. Um, I think that a lot of times, yeah, I think a lot of times I see people have like the same name on Instagram as like 10 other people. And it'll be like, uh, gosh, what, what is one? It'll just say like, there is, um, or just for example, what if there was like Lash Luminary Chicago, Lash Luminary in Austin? Like it would just, right. it's just like, why are you doing that? That's not scalable. You're going to eventually have to change your name if you ever want it to grow. Mm-hmm. So why, you'd be almost better off just saying your lashes by Shelby because it's not, you know, you can eventually change that to something else. But when you choose like a brand name and then it's someone else's name, you have to change it later. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. I think for sure people should, you know, take the time necessary to really find something that like speaks to you in a certain way. I mean, that's just the way I live. But I think that another like even from a more logical standpoint, like I said, I mean, I didn't want a, a Instagram name that I had to put like, you know, a dash or yes. a period, which like nothing against that. That's totally fine. But it's just easier for, you know, when you're making business cards and when when you want to, you know, people to remember your name to, to have to like search through. I mean, it, you just want to make it easy for people um, to even when it comes to, you know, your website domain too. like you don't want it to be like eight million words long or to have like weird dashes or something so um I also thought about like okay this domain name's not taken like I'm gonna do that yeah for sure I mean I thought about that too like what are people gonna do like in a few years where like there's because I have had that problem like when I've thought about names for stuff I'm just like everything is taken so I can't. Yes. I th- I had a lot of different ideas and they they were all taken especially on Instagram yes. or even like emails when you try to like make an email and luckily I have a really unique last name so a lot of times they're not taken but there's like times where it has and I'm like how? I know it's crazy. But I still think, you know, don't go with like the dash or the dot ATX or Austin, Texas or something um names because it's not you can't grow that um as well or as easily I think um yeah absolutely so I ask every single guest I'm sure you already know this question's coming I ask every single guest what is their favorite failure uh do you happen to have one um so you know I feel honestly that I, when I thought about this, I feel like I failed, honestly, so many times in life. And I don't even mean that to sound negative, but I honestly think that we kind of really all do. So it's hard for me to pick like a favorite, but I'd like to share kind of just like my thoughts on failures. And I really feel that, you know, failures in a sense are like there to, you know, give us these certain lessons. And I think my biggest takeaway, so I have this tattoo and it's, does walk by faith not by sight and I feel like you know you can look at that from from a lot of different aspects but really I think that we get so attached to these like visions that we have or these desires that we have for our life and when it doesn't really end up happening that the way that we envisioned it to it can be it can feel really painful or it can feel like we've failed and I think that especially for people like us and in our industry or entrepreneurs, people who are ambitious, we, we tend to have kind of grand visions and, and an idea of what we want things to look like. And this can be, you know, like that relationship that you really wanted to work out and, you know, you got your heart broken or it can be, you know, you had an interview and you thought that job would change your life and then you didn't get it. Like those experiences can be kind of like heart shattering, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what I've learned through all of them is that, you know, there's just kind of a sense of like trust that you kind of have to have. Like I probably sound super woo woo, but like trusting the universe, knowing that like, okay, whatever like misses me wasn't meant for me. And kind of, I've had to learn to ha instead of, um, being so attached to things, kind of learning to 
flow with it. And I feel like when you can approach life from that way, you can say, okay, that didn't work out. That sucks. Yes, you can totally acknowledge that. But there's also probably something that's just better or that, that I just needed to go through this in order to get to this next step. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I I love how you look at that. That's, that's really why I like to put these um, questions in each episode, because I think in this industry, especially we, um, we tend to compare ourselves and a lot of us are entrepreneurs or aspiring ones. And we tend to like really get hung up on certain things going a certain way. And so you're exactly right. And I think really failures do um, lead us to where we're supposed to go anyways. So I definitely look back on a lot of the things that I really did think were failures. And, you know, I probably cried in bed for a day or something. But, you know, it's like I it's hard for me to ever look back and like regret any of those experiences. So I just hope like anybody listening that is going through something that seems to be like adverse or or like hard that they just know that that is kind of like meant to be in their life for for whatever reason and I know it sounds so cliche like everything happens for a reason and it sucks to hear that in the moment but it is really really true all right guys well thank you so much for listening and Anna was so kind to have a discount code for the Lash Boss Radio listeners if you go to the website which I linked in the show notes you can just enter Lash Boss Radio, all one word, no spaces, and you'll get 30% off of your website template. She's also available to walk you through the process if you have any questions while you're creating your website. Um, so guys, check that out. That is an amazing deal. And like I said, the links will be in the show notes. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I will be back very soon with the next episode.